0: Welcome aboard. This is your captain, Johnny.
1: And first mate, Jess. Thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon... The
0: ships of chaos. Hey everyone, this is Johnny. Hey, it's Jess. How's everyone doing? How's everybody's week? Johnny, how's
1: your week going? It's been a very stressful week. With uh, we, This is the end. Uh, we are recording this November 7th, Saturday, November 7th. It's been a very stressful week with elections. So the good news is I'm not moving to Canada.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> me and my husband have been talking and like, Of all the elections, of course this one would get to this point. Like, it's just, like, this crazy world we're living in. Of course it dragged on for so long. And now that we have, like, a call, it's still going to drag on. Yeah, it's
1: still dragging on.
0: (laughs) Still going on.
1: There are Um, protests in the streets. Yeah. Um current president is threatening to blockade himself inside the white house <laughs> saying that the secret service are going to have to drag him out and i'm laughing yeah. so hard yeah
2: uh,
1: i told my mom that the secret service would probably be nicer than i would be
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah welcome to uh,
1: 2020. <laughs> yeah this year has not been kind Mm-mm.
0: No. So, but. so I am not trying to brag, but this has been the first day in a very long time I wore actual pants <laughs> <laughs> all day. Uh. I, I had to put on a pair of actual non legging pants
1: today. Nuts. Not to brag, but until I went out and got dinner, I wore nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I had to put clothes on. It was weird. I went in my birthday suit playing (laughs) on my phone all day. (laughs) You do not want to see Johnny in in their birthday suit. (laughs) You know what?
0: It's really good for your skin. (laughs) Keeps you from aging. I
1: support it. (laughs) It was just a lazy day. I took a shower and I just, you know what? I don't feel like putting clothes on. Why? So I have an idea that we should probably get a bit of review before we start today's chapter. Okay.
0: About Teen Wolf, like a review of the Teen Wolfiness?
1: Yeah, reveal the Teen Wolfiness. What do you okay. remember about season two of Teen Wolf? Uh, I know okay. you're on season three now. Yeah. So season two,
0: um, wasn't that the season with the lizard monster sort of thing? Yes, the Canima. Okay, the Canima. I was. I always called it a cin uh, um, A um, ch- Chinima, can't Canima. It's a canema. Yeah. I, that that creature that was kind of lonely. I just yeah. wanted a friend.
1: Yeah. It turned Need out to be Jackson. Poor Jackson. Yeah, I always felt really bad for Jackson. He's kind of an asshole. But once you get down to it, you can understand why. It's just misunderstood. Yeah. But what do you remember about the villain overall in that season?
0: Was the villain um, that chick's aunt that substitute, the substitute teacher?
1: That was her mother.
0: Oh, whoops. <laughs> she, she was,
1: um, that was Allison's mother and she was kind of a villain, but she's not who I'm talking about.
0: Okay. So then she I'm did not try saying, to kill Scott. Yeah. Everybody tries to <laughs> kill Scott. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but she tried to kill Scott just because he was having sex with her daughter. And I think that is just a smidge of an overreaction. (laughs) A little bit.
0: Um, (laughs) So then I don't remember who the actual villain was. Like the main main villain.
1: Okay, so the chick, Allison, the chick, her aunt was the villain in in season one. Okay, yeah. Okay? Okay. In season two, we meet Gerard. Who is Allison's grandfather? Oh, that sweet old man. (laughs) I took a poll. I took a poll on the Teen Wolf fan club on Facebook. If you could punch anybody (laughs) in Teen Wolf's in the face, who would it be and why? And the majority of the people were Gerard. They would punch Gerard. Such a
0: sweetheart. I don't understand. (laughs) lol lol no he's in
1: (laughs) it actually the let's see i I gotta look something up on google i gotta google something okay so the actual poll i put up is if you could punch anyone in teen wolf who um who would it be and why garrett douglas you haven't met garrett douglas yet
2: but everybody's
1: like okay yes we punched garrett douglas but we would really like to punch gerard (laughs) When does Garrett come in?
0: Season four? Five?
1: The last season. The very last season. The very last. Okay. Yeah. He is literally a Nazi. Like World War One, fought in World War One. A German loved his job and everything. He was a Nazi. And everybody cheered when Peter punched him.
0: Nice. Yeah. He sounds delightful.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, does he make gerard look like a sweet old
1: man yes he does (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think so in my opinion yeah but gerard's still an asshole yeah so well do you want to give us your recap of last week's episode yeah previously
0: on radio (laughs) tower (laughs) we um our two boys are road tripping. And they stop in a. They find a little city. Um, and they stop to get supplies. And Styles gets spooked by a goat, and I bleeded. <laughs> um, they get attacked. He, Styles, our man Styles, finds himself up against some wolves, and Derek has to step in to save him. Um, And then they find an abandoned house to call it a night or two. I'm not sure how long they were actually there. Definitely a night. We have a a little bit of a sink bathing scene with Derek. Hoo-hoo. And uh, they just talk. I'm sure I'm missing something because I'm horrible with summaries. But, I mean, I got the shirtless part of the sink.
1: (laughs) Well, the the whole... Point that Styles was staring at hot, how hot Derek yeah, was, and he got really caught. <laughs> he,
0: yeah, definitely getting distracted by the Wolf Man or mm-hmm. Sour Wolf. Um,
1: you forgot about the whole wolf pack thing and Styles climbing up the tree and Derek going all alpha on the wolf pack.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I did mention that Styles <laughs> found himself up against some wolves and Derek had to intervene. Oh. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but definitely, I think that was important that Derek came to his rescue. Yeah. Uh, And then, wasn't there at the end (laughs) the goats in the background? (laughs) There was a goat, and I said it was the goat that scared him from the... I think so.
1: I think you made a joke about it's probably the goat goat that scared him. Goat that's coming back to get him, and then uh, they leave. They leave the town, and Styles is all joking. You should let me drive, oh, and, and Derek drive. threw the keys uh, at him.
0: Yeah, and he gets to drive. That was awesome,
1: and and he almost dropped the keys.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and but they did get some medicine. They were able to find some medicine from the pharmacy. Yeah, or the grocery store. One of the two. But it was hidden in the. They were the pre-filled prescriptions
1: yeah there's 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 always a little compartment underneath the pharmacy counter where they hide the prescriptions at night
0: I really didn't know that. I really just thought they sat in the you know the buckets all night waiting to be picked up but
1: I only know that because like one of my friends in high school worked at the farm local pharmacy during her like when she wasn't at school and she was getting her her pharmacy degree while she was in high school yeah. So I only, that's the only reason I know that, because she told me.
0: That's really interesting. I guess it makes sense. But then on the other hand, they have all of the other medicine. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Walgreens and CVS, where it they're just, like, on shelves. And I'm sure, like, like the potent yeah. stuff is locked up, but, like, everything else is on shelves. So why are they locking up?
1: It's just extra security for you know. prescriptions that have already been filled and still need to be picked up. Yeah. Because if you notice like all the pharmacies have like wooded, like metal uh, shades Great. that come down and they lock yeah. the doors. So it's just a little extra protection. That makes sense. But if you know it's there, it's easy to pick the lock.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And now we're telling everybody about it. So.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't steal prescriptions. People need those.
1: Yeah. Uh, I remember one of the first like movies I watched when I was like 13, because I was finally allowed to watch PG-13 13, 13 movies, was um the third Terminator movie Okay he broke into the veterinarian's office to steal the prescription.
0: Um, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a Terminator movie. You really should. I should. I need to get oh, with yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Did I miss anything else? I'm sure I did. But was there anything else important in chat? So that was chapter four, part one.
1: Yeah, that was more like setting up the setting of they're on the road now. There wasn't really a lot that was important. Yeah. So you ready to get started on part two?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay. And by the way, Katie said that um, how we pronounce the towns is fine because she made them up. We're not going to offend anybody by mispronouncing their town. Awesome. Okay. Kelmore turned out to be as deserted as everywhere else they traveled through. They'd both known Cora and Isaac were unlikely to be there since Derek had already searched there months ago. But some part of Stiles had hoped had really believed they'd find some clue as to where to go next. There had been a faint scent of presence, but it had been too old to trace the first time. Derek had been there, and it definitely was the second time. They searched the next likely location, a place a few towns over that Stiles had marked on the map. It was a place he knew had a good water supply and enough wildlife for hunting to sustain two capable werewolves. When they still felt nothing, Stiles could sense Derek's hope sour. It was pal- palpable, a, a bitter edge to his every word, movement, and expression. To get to the next likely place Stiles thought could sustain survivors, they had to cross back through the boundaries of Kaelmore, use the roads they'd already traveled. By this time, their way was made even heavier with failure. Styles could feel Derek sinking into it deeper and deeper. We're wasting time,
2: fuel, and food,
1: Derek muttered bitterly from where he sat in the passenger seat, glaring out at the gray
2: la- landscape. If these places were so readily able to sustain life, then why didn't you, s- you stay in any of them?
1: Styles flinched at the bite in Derek's tone, knuckles tightening over the steering wheel. He set his jaw, but years taking the bullet in school had taught him patience. Besides, he could sense the hurt lurking behind Derek's bark. Because I hadn't given up hope yet, he said simply. He saw Derek turning his head to face him out of his peripheral vision, but did not tear his eyes from the road, even when Derek watched him for a long moment.
0: Okay, wait, why, how are they picking the spots to look for Cora and Isaac? Was it just, I know they kind of, um, Stiles had talked about his roadmap that he had been making before of places that he had stopped.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why, why do they think Cora or Isaac would be there just because it was sustainable?
1: Just because it was sustainable and places that Derek, both Stiles and Derek had tra- uh, travel through separately. Okay. So They've, they're like, well, this place has this and this and this. So they might, be, they have might stopped be here. And I think the idea is that if they can catch a scent, Derek can follow it.
0: Okay. So, but are all, do we know are all of these places on the way back to the safe haven? Or are they truly going like out of the way to make like a loop?
1: They're, like, literally going out of the way and having to loop back.
0: Okay. Okay. But Derek thinks his sister's dead. So he's just like, okay, yeah, we'll stop here and see what we can find. Yeah, Styles won't let him give up. Okay. All right. Continue.
2: Hope for what?
1: That there's still more out there than just surviving by myself, Stiles replied. I wasn't ready to settle. He'd still been hopeful that, he'd be, that he, when he'd been through here, hadn't been the weary, lonely man he'd been when he found the radio tower. But he wasn't chasing his own hope here. He was chasing Derek's. A quick glance at Derek saw those eyes still fixed on him, but it was clear that Derek didn't feel his optimism that they were going to find his sister. What is an emissary, he, he asked in a a reach for a change of subject, a distraction. You said our old vet, Alan Deaton, was your mother's, but you've never explained what that means. Derek watched the world go by, jaw set, mind obviously reluctant to release its hold on his cynical outlook on their search. His fingers that splayed across his denim-clad knees curled in a tail-tail manner. His entire body tightened in the way it often did, in an attempt to shake off an emotion Derek didn't want to overcome him. They're druids,
2: the kind that align themselves with a werewolf pack. They keep us connected to humanity. They advise the alpha. Usually, only the alpha knows. Who the emissary is for the pack but when the world went to hell there wasn't a place for secrecy anymore
1: styles nodded so you think he can help us use the flowers to destroy the bone men he hesitated but druids they have power over nature don't they i don't get why any of them didn't just step in and stop this all happening when the alpha pack Outed the supernatural to everyone. Okay, stop right there. Oh, well, I'm stopping. What's up? Uh, how far are you into season three? Uh, just near the beginning. Okay. Okay. Never mind.
2: <laughs> the alpha pack killed their emissary, and the pack that supported them followed suit. The rest tried.
1: Tried and failed. Styles gritted his teeth because it didn't make any sense. Because Derek had alluded to the power of the emissaries on the journeys so far, and if they had so much power, why didn't they use it? So why doesn't he fix it now? Derek looked wistful suddenly.
2: My mother always told us that the emissaries were the ang- their anger to us, to our humanity to invi- advise us but also to maintain the balance to never use to never let the scales tip too far w- one way or the other
0: so basically like an emissary is like a therapist for the supernatural yeah a magical therapist a magical
1: therapist okay like a ma- I- i'd say like a magical mediator okay regression to the mean styles muttered eyes on the road on the road do you know what regression to the mean means no okay so regression to the mean i actually learned this from teen wolf you'll learn this at the end of season three that's why i asked you how far ahead you are okay regression to the mean says if things are getting too good something bad will happen to bring it back to the middle if things are going too bad something good will happen to bring it back to the middle Hmm. okay so it's like everything remains ballast not everything is ever going to always going to be good not everything is always going to be bad there will always be something to offset it back to like a neutral standing yeah it's regression to the mean to the average really interesting so I just wanted to no I was going to ask what that meant
0: because it means nothing to me but it's really interesting to think about I mean that happens in normal life too
1: yeah that's a basic uh, philosophy regression to the mean not everything is always bad everything is balanced makes sense the initial answer was noncommittal was the Well, that's a non-committal sound. (laughs) The initial answer was a non-committal sound before Tarek continued.
2: (laughs) The scales have tipped too far. The world is unnaturally changed. I believe Deaton will do what's necessary to restore the balance of power. I think he might know a way to weaponize the wolves bang. but we will have to be the one to use it
1: styles glanced at him at the use of the word we and chewed the inside of his lip the we shouldn't have sounded so thrilling and terrifying all at once okay sorry to interrupt but the we is derek and styles or we being werewolves i'm not sure i think that's the way that styles is taking it it, yeah styles and uh Styles and Derek, uh, but Derek could mean like we as a people. Okay. So it, I think it means something different to the both of them. For sure. Okay. Uh, You ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Sorry. No, the, the things are about to change. Uh oh they rounded the gradual sweeping curve of the road but as they came around the apex apex of the turn in the dense distance down the straight they saw headlights in the gray oncoming evening soft curls of smoke rose from what could only be a campfire the signs of intelligent life made his stomach jolt as if he missed a step made his mind real unable to process people there were people up there his lips moved soundlessly with a mixture of awe and anticipation, but then he felt how still Derek had fallen beside him. Just how a quick look at Derek's tense ex- expression, he didn't think what lay ahead could be good. Just like that, a frision of dead ripple Ah, nope. <laughs> Just like that, a frisson of dread rippled through Stiles's body, and he found his fingers tightening around the wheel. His eyes widened. Darted from Derek to the blockade, they were drawing closer and closer to. Whoever these people were, they set up camp right in the middle of the damn road, with their pickup trucks parked side by side to form an impossible barrier. That wasn't something ordinary survivors would do. How rude. Uh,
0: people are trying to get through. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Derek breathed. Style slowed the Camaro down, giving them thinking room, even though it felt like the world was racing by at a mile a minute. Should I drive around it?
2: You won't be able to.
1: Derek replied, whole body tense and hard gaze focusing on the blockade ahead.
2: There are... Sp- there are spikes. Stri- stri- <clears throat>
1: <laughs> you know, I, I listened to uh, Fire Whiskey and Honey this yesterday and Claire makes noises too. <laughs> oh, I love your noises. I love them <laughs> so much. <laughs> the Okay.
2: There are spike
1: strips either side, he winced when he then reached for his belt. Whoa, hey, hey, what the fuck, Derek? How is that going to help? Derek tugged the belt out of the loops hastily, looking at the coil of soft, worn leather in his hands just for a moment.
2: Don't do anything stupid, all right?
1: With no further explanation than that, he tied the belt around his neck. He shoved the shaft of the metal buckle through roughly to make an extra hole, then tightened the leather firmly around his neck. It left the rest hanging limply just as Styles drew up to a stop a few yards in front of the line of the the roadblock. There were four trucks around 15 men and women, all filtering away from the fireside to join a white-haired man in the forefront of the line of trucks. They had a battle-hardened look to them, a thuggish, wild aura. Stiles couldn't help but notice the makeshift weapons, barbed wire wrapped around baseball bats, knives secured to metal pipes, and one seemed to have a shovel that had been filed to its peak. They watched the car with cool, unpredictable eyes, like a pride of lions that had spied easy prey. Do you understand the... uh, the trigger warning now yeah (laughs) a little bit yeah yeah for all this i'll styles could think was holy shit people more than he'd seen in years he thought he'd been all alone in the world been convinced in fact even before he'd settled in the radio tower he hadn't seen a person for so long and now there were just so many of them So many that he felt dizzy with the overwhelming sensation of their eyes on him. It was like the first time walking into a crowded classroom as a child. His anxiety was spiraling. Derek was staring at them like the apocalypse was happening all over again. And Stiles' breath was coming so fast he thought he might hyperventilate. How did he breathe again? How did he stop? What? Oh, no! Nope, that's Styles. What are those things strapped to the grills of their trucks? He practically gasped out. Derek's expression tightened.
2: These skulls of wolves.
1: Oh he boy. Utterly, then twisted his, his head to look at Styles.
2: Hey, don't crash out on me now. You're the one that's going to get us out of this. This is your game.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're so nervous. I feel so bad for Styles. This is not good. This is not good. This is so not good. What is Derek doing with the belt around his throat? I'm this, assuming, I'm assuming, I'm going to guess. I'm going to take a little stab in the dark. Are they going to treat him like a pet? Like, this is my wolf. Like, I'm thinking, okay, Walking Dead. Oh, fucking A. What's her name? Yeah, when she had like the pet zombie, she had the pet zombies. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, that's your prediction. Okay, that's my prediction.
1: He should have been pleased at Derek's confidence in him, gratified at the chance to prove himself in their partnership. In more than getting his fair share of food, water, and fuel, he gave a nervous laugh. My game is chess, actually. <laughs> You could see the men and women talking to each other without ever looking away from the Camaro for a second. What are they saying?
2: It doesn't matter,"
1: he said quickly. "You get out first
2: and follow my lead.
1: How is your lead? How is it following your lead? If I go first, Derek glared at him, and Styles drew in a sharp breath before pushing the door open. You ready? Oh, I, am <laughs> <I'm> nervous. <laughs> Thankfully, Derek doesn't talk much after this.
2: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm oh. ready for your voice. This is a new voice.
1: Yes, this is a new voice. Put your hand, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the voice. That wasn't the voice. I had a voice in mine. Put your hands where I can see them. The old man in the center of the group <laughs> called out in a gravely sounding voice, He struck Stiles with all the force of the hurricane after so long of hearing only one voice and before then nothing but his own. He'd forgotten how emotions bled into other voices, how different accents and tones changed words. Oh God, for just that moment, he forgot how to speak and could only comply. He raised his hands above his head on autopilot, staring like a deer caught in headlights, he couldn't remember how to function in front of the others. He couldn't remember how to cope with it. Oh, stay strong, Styles. It was then that he realized instead of getting out his own door, Derek had slid over the console and out the driver's door after him. He frowned. The hunters approached one of them carrying a crossbow not, like un- not unlike his. Yet the uh, man in the center looked unarmed. Such was his power over every other man and woman carrying a weapon either side of him, Stiles supposed. The man's self-assurance, uh, self-assurance did not fill him with confidence. His skin prickled o- all over at the approach of the other humans for the first time in years. Years of loneliness came back to him all at once, and he swore that every bodily, bodily process screeched to a halt for just a moment at the impact of it. He'd forgotten how to cope with so many people, and he wondered if he would have felt so overwhelmed if they had been a more appealing kind of people. He supposed if they'd ever got to the settlement, he'd find out. Stiles felt himself moments from floundering, from losing it, but then he caught Derek lowering himself on his haunches behind him, like some loyal dog, and everything in him just stopped. His stomach jerked at the startling idea. It all snapped into place, just as the old man and his followers came to a stop before him. You, you've got yourself a dangerous pet there, boy. That did not sound right. I, was tr- I, I, I had like a southern thing going. You've got a southern thing going. The old man said with a smile that didn't reach his cruel eyes, eyes that lingered on Derek before rising to meet Stiles's. Styles lifted his chin in defiance to the fear rolling in his belly, to the revulsion of the words on the tip of his own tongue. Derek was putting his faith in him to get them out of here, to talk the way out of this, play the game. Somehow he managed to grasp his words even as sweat trickling down the back of his neck. The dangerous ones are the best kind of guard dog, if you train them right, at least. Ooh, uh, okay. The old man inclined his head slightly, as if accessing styles in a new light, before letting his eyes fall to Derek again. And you sure it's trained? He's like a Louisianian. <laughs> a Louisian. Yeah, that's what I thought, because he's, he's French. Mm-hmm. Gerard is French, so I was like, I let's do you. Southern we, thing. You got it. I'm, I'm with you. So, Derek, to his credit, didn't even so much as twitch at being objectified. Styles bit the inside of his cheek and only hoped his ability to plow through this discomfort let his mouth carry him off on a tangent hadn't diminished with Disuse. He felt rage in his throat like a knot, hard and unyielding, swelling to make his voice rough as he gave a little laugh with no real humor. Do you think 147 pounds of pale skin and fragile bones could have made it this far if it wasn't?
0: (laughs) He's been living off of that
1: sarcasm. (laughs) That is my fav. that's one of my favorite lines of his.
0: Since he brought it up, I think it's my favorite of his as well.
1: Also, one of my favorite lines is when he's talking to Danny in season three, and he's like, I need sex right now. Yeah. Okay. So I did see this one. Okay. Come and, over later. And Danny's like, yeah, come by my house at nine o'clock. And he's like, what are you? Are you su- kidding? That's really sweet. And Danny's like, "Yes, I'm kidding." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Charles is like, "That's not very attractive, Danny. You don't mess with a guy's emotions like that." <laughs> 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 I made a I made like a caption of that on and put it up on my my starek Instagram. That's awesome. Loathing himself every moment, he clicked his fingers right in front of Derek's face without looking away from the old man. Derek shifted forward, bowing his head slightly until the nape of his neck and the leather was just under Styles's finger. Stiles took the loose end of the belt in hand and pulled just enough that he could feel the pressure against Derek's neck. Derek didn't so much as twitch. The old man, however, grinned broadly. I'd love to hear how you managed to tame the beast. He held out his hand for Stiles to shake. Gerard Argent, we weren't expecting company, but coming across survivors is always welcome surprise. Rare, but welcome. Hmm. I feel so goofy. I'm always trying to hide my Southern accent. Now I'm emphasizing it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Styles, great for the excuse to release the belt, even if it meant touching this lonesome man, shook his hand firmly. It didn't take Derek's sensitive senses to hear the lie in Gerard's voice. Words. However, if they hadn't known someone would be coming down the road, why else would they have laid out the spike strips? They wouldn't have done the... the, 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 They wouldn't have done them much good against the bone men after all. No, they'd known they were coming through and they wanted to stop them. Why Stiles still wasn't sure. That's
0: an interesting thought to think that they knew that they were coming. Yeah.
1: I am so sorry. Sugar makes makes me act like I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I... I'd be glad for some intelligent company, Stiles agreed, hoping he was more convincing liar than Gerard. The man escorted them to the large campfire camp campire Campire camp they built? It's a campsite that feeds off your blood. Camp- <laughs> The man escorted them to the large campfire they'd built, apparently confident enough to not have to worry about what might see the smoke rising into the air. He and Derek, wherever they built a fire, had always been so careful to keep them small. He wondered if these hunters knew the bone men were still out there, or if this were perhaps all a power show, a display to dictate that it didn't matter what was drawn in by the fire. Styles sat on the rickety deck chair Gerard gestured toward, him toward, watching as the old man turned to grab another out of one of the trucks. He kept his eyes on the others as they retrieved supplies to apparently make a meal, attention focused on every sharp object or potential weapon. He noticed that there was never a weapon completely out of reach and thought of his crossbow back in the Camaro. He supposed these men and women considered Derek a more deadly weapon than any crossbow, though. To them, he was a thing, a blunt object to mold to their will and snuff or snuff out entirely. He scrubbed a hand over his face in a moment of weakness, his forehead a little damp with sweat, that had nothing to do with the fire. When he blinked, his eyes open again. He saw Derek kneeling at his side with the posture and focus of an obedient dog. I'm so sorry, he breathed. Nauseous, Derek's eyes cut to him from where they'd been watching the activity of the campsite, and Stiles only wished he could know for sure what was rushing through his mind. He couldn't help but notice, however, that Derek had put himself just slightly between Styles and the chair Gerard had drawn out for himself. How did you come across your little pet, exactly? Gerard, Gerard asked as he lowered himself into a rickety old chair beside Styles. He spoke with a voice full of casual confidence concerning interest. interest. Uh, I accounted him i accounted him back in the ass end of nowhere a few years ago styles lied easily aiming for nonchalance he was practically feral when i met him he'd been alone for so long it wasn't hard to win him over carrot and stick or whatever gerard's eyes glim glimmered in a way that made style's stomach coil tight and shake it had nothing nothing to do with the sickness at all the lies coming out of his own mouth or the entire derogatory situation and the way derek just looked just took it like he was practiced in it he swallowed down bile because this man was dangerous and Stiles didn't think for one minute he was willing to do the things it would take to convince him they needed to get out an Omega doesn't last long without a pack, Gerard noted. Style shrugged. Maybe he feels I'm his pack, he said. But as he spoke, he saw Derek shift slightly, where he knelt at his feet and had to wonder. Werewolves don't make good pets, my boy. Stiles... Uh, no. Giles. Giles. <laughs> We're having a
0: crossover. <clears throat> I'm Joe the vampire slayer. <laughs> <laughs> the camp the
1: campfire slayer. <laughs> beer bad. No, fire bad beer good. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's try this again. Werewolves don't make good pets, my boy, Gerard said with the so- so- solemnity. "'of an old man speaking to his naive grandchild. "'I'm sure he is a good deterrent "'to all the wild beasts you've encountered so far. "'Probably makes you feel safe, but he can't be trusted.' Styles stared straight into the man's eyes "'and thought that he hadn't hated something "'so much in a long time. "'It was startling how quickly the feeling had developed "'in just a few clipped sentences.' It had risen up in him with such force that he couldn't help but think it was probably a side effect of elongated solitude, but he hated him nonetheless. In that moment, he hated more, him more than the Alpha Pack, dead and gone, more than the human drifters who roughed him up when he tried been trying to find a place to stay safe for a few years ago after he first lost his dad. He hated himself almost as much, though, as he said, I trust it about the same as I trusted a loaded gun, but I know how to use it as well as I use a gun, too. And you wouldn't believe how useful it can be if properly motivated. It It took everything in him not to look at Derek, not to register the words coming out of his mouth. He folded his fingers together in his lap, and leaned forward slyly to cover up the fact that his hands were shaking. Um, okay. I do you have a question?
0: Yeah. Is Derek in a beta form, or is he walking along on his haunches like a hum- as a human?
1: I think he's walking around at, like on his in haunches. Human
0: form. Hand. Okay. Yeah, it, I wasn't sure if I missed something, but
1: reminds me of the story of oh, This is non-sexual. <laughs> Have you ever read the stu- story of Elle? Oh, I can't say I have. It's like one of the very first books written by a woman that's erotica, and it's bo- it's a bondage story. Oh. It's a consensual bondage story.
0: Interesting. There's a movie about it.
1: Yeah. I, I have the story of Elle on DVD.
0: Very interesting.
1: It's not, it's not placed with my regular collection.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. sorry. Go
1: ahead. Gerard considered him for a moment. You never said what your name was. Noah Gajos, Stiles said without hesitation. And might I ask where you're heading? There, Styles did hesitate. He wanted to look, look to Derek for reassurance, but knew he couldn't. He also knew that he didn't dare give away Cora or the settlement where his dad hopefully was, but he had to say something, anything now. There was something back that way, he murmured, Mo- he mur- he murmured moistening his dry lips and hoping that the subject matter excused his anxiety, the fact that he couldn't sit still. We had a good setup back at in Salvadore's forest, but but something it was chasing us for a while. So we've been going in a big circle, trying to make shake them. Them again, the quiet, gentle coasting, coaxing. It was a grandfatherly tone that Styles didn't buy for one second. The Bone Men. Styles breathed, letting the very real fear he tried to h- so hard to su- suffocate day- day- th- th- daily ebb into his voice. At that, Gerard sat back. Styles couldn't be certain, but he thought he made some sort of hand gesture. A moment later, one of his men came forward, handing them both a mug of steaming coffee. Styles barely refrained from groaning aloud with desire he hadn't had coffee in years. He took the stainless steel camping mug instinctively. I don't want to impose, he began wearily. Nonsense, Gerard said, as the rest of the party took their seats around the fire. You you've been through a lot. Join us. Rest for a while. Styles excelled uneasily. I must admit, I was beginning to think I was the only human left alive. He said, not entirely a lie there. He hadn't expected to see anyone, not human, not werewolf. He hadn't thought anyone could have survived this long. Even the idea of the settlement seemed impossible. I thought I was alone. Gerard reached out and squeezed his shoulder before taking a sip of his own mug. You're not alone, my boy. We have somewhat of an encampment of our own south of here. It's a bit rustic. We're kept busy with hauling water and working the land. But we're not doing too badly. Kind of sound like Forrest Gump. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Styles nodded, thumb tracing along the rim of the cup. He took a surreptitious glance at Derek, hoping... It only looked as if he were keeping him in check. He saw Derek's nostrils flare slightly, sniffing deeply. A beat later, he gave an almost I- imperceptible nod that Styles took as assurance that he couldn't smell poison. Not wanting to offend their dangerous ho- host, Di- Styles took a sip. Di- Why do I keep saying dials? <laughs> Are you in the mood for Buffy? <laughs> Yes. Yes. I'm always in the mood for Buffy. (laughs) Just so I can look at Spike. Spike is beautiful. Yes. Anyway, back to our broadcast. (laughs) Man, that's good coffee. He groaned aloud, both as a distraction to support his own act, but also because it did taste like heaven company not with notwithstanding it was bitter rich and perfect so long so so long it is good gerard agreed we hadn't had any ourselves for a long time but we found some in an abandoned delivery truck not far over and it seemed
0: good that would be my dream that's the only thing i would need in an apocalypse like through the weapons. I just need a delivery truck of coffee
2: beans.
1: <laughs> yeah. You'd be like you'd be like um the zombie. Tallahassee in Zombieland yeah. looking for his his queen.
0: Yeah, and it would be like where's the coffee?
1: Wait, no, tell ta- ta- Um It's not Tallahassee. Is it is that Tallahassee's one of the girls, isn't it? No,
0: I think so. Uh, no, 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 you're right. Woody Harrelson plays Tallahassee. Yeah, I love Tallahassee. Yeah, and his Twinkies. Just
1: want his I don't Twinkies. know why I have such a huge crush on uh, Woody Harrelson. But he's attractive. If you want to see a good Woody Harrelson scene, watch um, Friends <clears throat> with Benefits with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. Mm-hmm. He is so funny in that. <laughs> okay, back to our broadcast. Okay. Okay. Styles nodded, lifting his cup in thanks before taking another sip. He felt guilty at how good it tasted, at the fact that Derek was still kneeling in the dirt next to him like a dog waiting for the next command. He drank another, not allowing himself to savor it. So if you guys have a home, what are you doing out here? Gerard looked serious then. We have a hunting party. Our most recent spotted what we they thought were werewolves in an old nature reserve not far from here. Styles felt his stomach jolt and was sure Derek did the same. The 140 miles northwest of Calmore, he asked. Cora and Isaac, he thought, it had to be. He only hoped his expression didn't betray his eagerness. Something must of giving him away however because Gerard didn't answer only watched him his eyes strayed on Derek who was absolutely motionless scarcely blinking what did you say your dog's name was again Fluffy huh (laughs) Gerard asked curiously hello this is my friend Fluffy (laughs) (laughs) this is Fluffy Stiles's fingers flexed around his cup. He knows better than to talk. With that, he tipped back another few deep gulps of coffee. There were soft murmurs then. Conversations continuing seamlessly, separate from his exchange with Gerard. Everyone seemed to be very aware of him, though. Very aware of Derek and his mind race as he struggled to find a way out of this without either them being shot or hacked to death. Well, that would be pleasant. Oh, that would be so pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) The longer he sat there, the more he saw what stirred unease within him. Some of the makeshift weapons were stained with blood. There were skulls strapped to the grills of the trucks, wolf skulls, except for the one bearing a pair of deer antlers. The eyes of the men and women around were just a little too wild. No light of, light of civilization there that he remembered from his last days with his dad and the survivors of Beacon Hills. Swallowing, he set his cup down and rose as casually as he could manage. If you guys are bedding down here for the night, I hope you won't think me rude for being too much of a coward for that. He couldn't help but notice that some of the others had risen at the same time, including Gerard. He tried to pretend that he hadn't seen and reached for the loose end of the belt, still wrapped around Derek's throat like some makeshift makeshift leash. It felt like acid in his hands, but he didn't let go. He couldn't now. Just a bit more. he They just needed to get to the car and away from these freaks. There wasn't even anyone there he could point to to explain the rush of panic he felt being among them it was everything and he needed to get out now i've seen too many things out here in the dark to see, sleep comfortably i'd like to try and get to the nearest town and find something with far walls between me and them It was only a partial life, really. He and Derek slept in the Camaro on the nights they couldn't find a structure of some kind. It was starting to get chillier as Autumn matured, but even that aside, there was no way he could fall asleep out in the open, even with Derek at his back. A house, a building, didn't make him safe. Not now, but he supposed old instincts died hard, and it still felt safer than most. Even when he was a child and his parents had taken him camping, he'd, crawl, he'd had to crawl between them to fall asleep without four walls around him. So eager to leave the first human contact you've had in so long, Gerard asked carefully. Of course not, Stiles replied. I'm just eager to bed down somewhere I can close a door with the bowmen so close. Again, not a lie. But he could feel himself getting flustered, frustrated, and desperate. He inhaled steadily and tried to find his center. After you've cleared up the vermin, I figure I would join you when you pass through. I wouldn't want to in- presume to strut into your home uninvited. Indeed, that kind of rudeness would get you shot. Gerard smiled without amusement, then looked lingerly at Derek. But but we'd be glad to welcome you once we've dealt with our problem. A trained dog could prove useful back home. That offhand, sinister statement haunted Styles all the way back to the Camaro. He did his best not to walk too quickly, not to run even though his insides were screaming. He kept his cool, breathing steadily, as he forced himself to casually open the passenger door of the Camaro for Derek as if he were a simple canine unable to do so himself. Even as he sat into the driver's side, he stared blankly ahead, his heart thundering in his chest as he waited. Oh, no, that seems too easy to just walk away. Yee, 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 okay. This whole whole scene is nerve-wracking. For sure. I just, I couldn't imagine like having one of my friends kneeling beside me like a dog like that. That too. But there's like so much
0: writing on this, like Mm -hmm. Stiles has to find the right words to say to not like give them both away. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. And now they're just walking away. Like it's not, it's not that it's not going to be that
1: easy. For a long moment, everything was still. Everything was silent. He turned the key in the ignition. They weren't going to move the spikes, were they? They weren't. What are they saying? He asked Derek quietly, trying to move his lips as little as possible, even though there was no way the hunters could see him this far in the failing light. But then there was a movement at the side of the settlement and one of the hunters waved a hand through like someone directing traffic drive Derek said sharp and low styles wanted to slam his foot on the accelerator wanted to speed away from this wretched place but he felt Derek next to him warm compared to the cool night they left inside the outside the car he breathed and slowly drove through it wasn't until they were a respectable, respectable distance away from the camp that he sped up. Gradually, he could see them all gathered, watching their departure when he glanced in the rearview mirror. He kept waiting for some sort of explosive, some sort of projectile weapon to send them careening off the road like in the movies. But as they rounded the corner out of sight, he pulled on the handbrake. What are you? Derek's words cut short as I was pushed out of the car. He braced his hand on the roof of the Camaro to save himself from stumbling as he staggered onto the tarmac. He swallowed, trying to round the other side of the car. He felt Derek rather than saw him. His heart still thudding as if he wasn't wearing as if he'd run a marathon, and when Derek tried to steady him, he recoiled back from his touch. Don't he gasped. Don't just, oh my god, how can you even stand to? He swallowed again because there was just so much live in his mouth at that moment. Raising his gaze, the first thing he saw was the red leather still wrapped around Derek's throat, and he couldn't stand it. He reached forward without, without thinking. It was the lack of reaction that struck him. Derek didn't flinch, even... Twitch as Styles touched the leather at his throat, the the tamed guard dog's disguise. That trust, the way Derek's eyes watched his face, gave Styles pause. Hoping, his expression told Derek he was worthy of that trust. He curled his fingers around the buckle and carefully tugged it free. With unsteady hands, his fingers brushed to the hollow of Derek's throat, and Derek did shudder then, shifting slightly. But Stiles was sure it wasn't from fear or shock. Derek's eyes were intense as the growing darkness. It was so close and Stiles' hands were still shaking as they lowered, belt-coiled loosely within them until Derek caught his wrist. A long moment stretched out between them. The echoes of the hunter's presence were still thick in the air around them. The taster of the prejudice of what was left of the world, the danger. For all that though, Styles still could only see Derek's eyes. His hard jaw and cheekbones could only feel the pressure against his wrist, so hot against his cool skin as the darkness closed in. You drive, he breathed out first, breaking the spell. I don't. I can't, and anyway you should. Derek, gripped on his wrist, had loosened gradually as he spoke, said that when Stiles gestured toward the car, he scarcely let him go at all. Derek had had to sacrifice his pride to get them out of there, and he'd done it so readily that it worried Stiles made him wonder about the prejudice he'd faced in his own hometown when werewolves had been exposed, but that also told him Derek needed to have some control back. Regardless, Stiles could scarcely move. He was shaking still. When they climbed back in the car, Stiles tossed the belt in his hand into the footwell in disgust, and they didn't speak again. They didn't stop either until well into complete darkness, long after Stiles' rush of adrenaline had subsided. He'd wound the red string that had once illustrated his past across the country, find a home around and around his fingers. He'd taken to toying with it, picking at the knot he created until the string frayed, wrapping it in patterns around each digit in what had become a nervous habit. Every now and then he thought Eric glanced over at the nervous movement of his fingers, but he said nothing, not until the car started to slow in the middle of nowhere and Derek quietly confirmed that no one had followed them. The car drew to a stop at last, tucked into a small cope of trees, off to the side, just out of the road, yet easy to access if they needed to get away quick, quickly. As the engine died, Stiles lowered his hands, vibrate, vibrant red string now clutched in a ball in one hand. He stared blankly at the darkness outside of the windscreen as the headlights were shut off. I didn't mean a word of what I said to them, he murmured wretchedly. I know, Derek's voice was quiet and without inflection. It didn't appease Stiles' guilt any. Turning his head, he braved a look at Derek's face. That gave an even... That gave even less way. His brows were furrowed in his typical scowl, but Styles couldn't read the thoughts behind them. Do you think he believed me, Gerard? Not a chance. Styles nodded slowly, thoughtfully. He hadn't thought so either, but that didn't stop a pang of unease cutting through his chest at Derek's confirmation. Are you okay? He all but whispered this time. Derek didn't answer. They slept in the car that night, and in the morning, the odd tension was still there. The nature reserve that Gerard had mentioned was only a slight detour from the little town they'd been heading toward originally. In fact, if they passed through the old mining town, they could come up to the reserve from the side, hopefully avoiding another encounter with the hunters altogether as they followed up. On the potential lead themselves
0: oh we're at the end of the chapter
1: we're at the end of the section
0: section. oh
1: no you can wait another week this is so
0: good so they are going they are going to that preserve like yeah their own the gerard settlement to see if cora because they have werewolves there right
1: Okay, Gerard
0: Solomon is not the reserve, but that's where they saw, found
1: werewolves in. Right, that's what they're yeah,
0: that's, that's what they're hunting.
1: Yeah, that's where the uh, hunters are heading is to the reserve. So they're go- they're hoping to reach the reserve before the hunters do.
0: So the hunters are set up in the middle of the road, just camping for the night. Right, that's not where they're like stationed to protect the settlement. So I'm thinking like a little bit, I'm thinking of The Walking Dead where sometimes they've excuse me, they've set up like okay, you guys guard this road, we'll continue on this way. Are there hunters at the preserve and these people are just the road blockers? Or were they really just set up for the
1: night? I'm gonna let you wait. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. Oh, I can't wait. I'm (laughs) <laughs> you can wait until next week
2: It's so good
0: <clears throat> Gerard's A creeper <laughs> I don't know if creeper is the term to use But uh, Gerard
1: Girl I tried Gerard. <laughs> I know I knew Gerard was coming this week And I tried several voices yeah. You know I think you nailed him that's,
0: I think that's a good voice for him he, uh, not a good guy.
1: Nope. Not the sweetheart you were saying at the beginning. No.
0: <laughs> Are you sure? I think he's going to be the best, best grandpa
1: at the end of the fic. <laughs> <laughs> you know they had to kill him at the end of season two, right?
2: Yeah. Deserved. deserved.
1: Yeah, well-deserved,
0: but... No, he's not a sweet grandpa. He's a, he's a fucking he's a psycho. He's a piece of work. So he's a
2: sociopath.
0: Absolutely, you know,
2: absolutely.
0: So, so, Blech. oh, so good. I don't even know what to predict for next time. What What did you think about uh, Derek's plan? I, you know, I think it was smart. But I feel bad for Styles to be kind of shoved into that situation. He's been on his own for a very long time. Very long time. And then to now have somebody else's hands, like life in his hands, like one wrong turn could have been deadly for both of them. Yeah. And that's there's a I have anxiety I had a lot of anxiety through that whole piece. Like oh, just trying to figure out like what you could say to the yeah. psychopath that's talking to you.
1: I mean, this is the first humans he's come across mm-hmm. outside of Derek. Years. Well, I guess Derek's not human. Well, werewolves Laura. are human I think werewolves are human with just a little something extra.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that. But yeah, like he and he, they're scary like they're scary humans. Derek wasn't out to hurt him. And these people are instantly at a bat of an eye could kill
1: yeah these are dangerous, dangerous people. It's like coming coming across like have you ever seen this it kind of reminds me of uh escape from New York mm-hmm. where like like all the street gangs with their like homemade weapons? yeah, so yeah,
0: definitely i could I can see that but I think Styles handled himself as well as he could to just be thrust into that situation.
1: Yeah. I was
0: also expecting maybe a little bit of like a, a cheek touching moment. Like, I don't think of you that way, Derek. I love you.
1: (laughs) Like the whole like touching his throat thing kind of gave me shivers. Yeah. I was going to say it's come,
0: they've come a long way. Now, like the word trust is being brought up in, the ch- the thick itself, we had talked so, so much about the trust between them developing. So, you know, they've come a long way from where they started to where they are now. So very long way.
1: Thanks for tuning in tonight. This is Johnny. And I'm Jess.
0: And let us know how you're digging the thick. You can find us on Facebook at the ships of chaos on instagram at the ships of chaos and uh we'll see you next chaotic thursday yeah
1: leave a review if you can thank you very much thank you and out goodbye thank you for joining us on our journey today
0: we love any reviews stars downloads and subscriptions thank
1: you for listening to the ships of chaos we will see you next chaotic
2: thursday